0: Hello, you're listening to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. Anything said in this episode or future episodes shall not be taken as financial advice. These are only Junie's opinions and no one else's. I'm user SkyMB, but our Chief Theta Gang Officer, Junie, will be with us soon. Nice, awesome intro. I love the confidence, love the voice. I think you should start a podcast yourself too, in case you're passionate about something uh sky uh so he, sky also sent in a email and i want to just give that a quick read too it, it reads dear Junie, first i want to say that i love the podcast i've been listening to it on my commutes to work and i feel like it has a very positive effect on the way i trade i'm only 18 and when i first started investing i was only buying into penny stocks on webull using money that i couldn't really afford to lose i started listening to the podcast shortly after and since then I've worked to build up an emergency fund for myself, and have recently started contributing to my IRA with every paycheck. Currently, I've only bought into a few different ETFs, but I plan to implement some more exciting strategies once I have a large enough account. As I thank you, I've attached the MP3 to use as the intro to an episode of the podcast. Once again, thank you for hosting Theater Gang, you've been an inspiration to me to take finance more seriously as I begin to build a better future for myself. Much love for the podcast and streams, Sky and B. First off, I want to say big congrats to you for contributing to an IRA at 18. I didn't start contributing to my IRA till I think I was 23. Um, I started probably just as early as you. I think I was uh, like during my summer break of uh, high school, or like or after graduating high school, where I like bought my first stock and i think that was like either blizzard or a share of nvidia but either way you contributing to your ira while learning is probably one of the best things you can do especially since you're starting so young you're gonna have a huge head start in front of everybody uh, and that's really commendable uh, because i understand there's a lot of distracting stuff that can be out there where you know you can make it huge if you slam big on one of the meme stocks but really really good for you that you're taking this seriously from a young age um, that's not to say that you know you can't dabble in meme stocks every once in a while to have fun but it's really really just inspiring to hear you take a step at such a young age and I'm I don't mean to say like oh I'm I'm really old and good job youngster because I'm only what now 28 and so just seeing that you have like a 10-year head start, Or I guess not a 10-year head start when I was 23. You had a five-year head start on me. So your future self will really thank you. And anybody that's listening to this that doesn't have an IRA, you should really consider opening one and maxing that out first before you uh, start trying to do your own strategy on the stock market. That's not the most sexy thing on the market you can do but it's definitely one of the most um, stable and reliable returns you could get in the market because you don't get taxed on those inc- those returns. For example, if you make $1,000 in your IRA, you keep all 1,000. You can't withdraw it as early as you might want to, but you don't get taxed the $300 like you would in an individual account, which I believe most people have. So just something to think about. Thank you, Sky, again, for sending that in. Um, just keeps us all a little bit more accountable. And just hearing someone else provide me, or provide be being a good example for everyone else is just really cool to see and hear. Thank you. All right, and we have a lot more emails uh, to go through. Um, thank you for sending those in. For those that have, you can send those at Junie at uh, We're a little bit short on time today, uh, like 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 I basically have been for like I think the last month. But today's a little special. Uh, yesterday I got to my parents' house um, in Monterey Bay, uh, and so now I'm just visiting a few friends along with my um, parents taking care of my mama. Um, so yeah, we'll get to those emails next week. Let's get into the earnings section. Okay. Going into earnings week. Um, all I see, uh, worth noting is GameStop and Adobe reporting after close on Tuesday. So good luck if you're playing those as always, you know, me, I just consider earnings are dangerous, but they are fun. Um, Adobe is really interesting. Just seeing that their licensing model, their new licensing model, has been doing so well, right? Like if you pay like an annual fee or a monthly fee, you get access to like all of their um, software products, which is a huge leap forward. Because you know, back in the day, it used to just be like a CD with a CD key. So it's cool seeing Adobe adapt. Now, GameStop, there's going to be a lot of news. There's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of headlines. I know I've received a lot of emails of people. Um, Doing really well with GameStop. And to those that got out with a good chunk of change, like congrats. I think you beat the market. Um, If you're still in it, maybe you're possibly red. You know, you're hoping for a gap up on earnings. That would be pretty cool. You're hoping for a squeeze. That's also pretty cool. But, you know, now with earnings coming up, you know, earnings don't always go up. So maybe it's time to, like, come up with a plan. Like, what happens if GameStop goes down, are you going to buy more? Are you going to write a put at a specific price? Are you going to start selling put credit spreads? Maybe, you know, you decide you want to put some covered calls on GameStop, though, you know, putting covered calls on meme stocks have not been doing so well. Um, just so many things to think about. Um, just understand that like not, stocks don't always just go up. And that, that meme, you know, gets said to an oblivion where you start believing it. But GameStop can go down. And just have a plan for if it does, because if it does and you have a plan, nothing will take you by surprise. Now, that doesn't mean instantly start hedging GameStop now. Don't put on the cover calls because I just said that. Don't don't like buy a put because I said that. Do what you think is right. I'm just trying to make you think about the possible scenario that it goes down. I hope it goes up. I hope it squeezes to oblivion. But really, make sure you have both sides covered and you're thinking at all times. Don't say, you know what, I'm just going to do this by feeling. I'm going to let it ride. Because when you do that and things don't go your way, you panic. And that's when you start to look for other people's opinions. And at that point, you lost. You need to make sure that if you like the stock, like DFV does, that you genuinely like the stock. That's the reason why he was able to hold it for so long when he was so down on it. And people were making fun of him. You know, like people were making fun of me during the coronavirus stuff you gotta really genuinely like the stock enough to come up with a plan in case if it does go down. This is not Junie being bearish. This is just Junie telling you to be careful. All right, moving on to the new ThetaGang.com website updates. V2 is going really, really well. Um, so now when you click on a modal, or when you click on a trade, it's no longer going to open up in a modal, which is what V2 was all about. Instead, it's going to take you to a pseudo like new page, and it's going to come with a back button. I know tons of people have been asking for a back button, so that's there now. Um, it, just the rendering speeds are just so much faster because I'm also doing some like tiny micro-optimizations where things aren't rendering twice if they don't need to. Um, so the website feels super snappy with the V2 version. And I think I'm going to give myself a self-imposed deadline uh, by the end of April so i've been getting a lot more time to work on it too and i've been on a roll if you want to see me you know code the actual website and v2 like in real time if you want to ask questions give feedback or just you know hang out while you study and i code people do that too you know, you can go to twitch.tv slash gang follow me and you'll get a notification when i go live um, when i code the website those are just super random times it's usually late at night And, um, you know, there's a good group of people there that are also studying or working on, you know, what they have on their Patreon sometimes or recording videos or whatever they do. Um, It's just like a productive space, a positive space where I'm doing work, you're doing work, we all have a good time, and I usually end the night getting some McDonald's too. (laughs) So, yeah, V2 going really well. Have more updates later. Uh, We're going to do something new for the next few episodes. I want to call it the Oogla Boogla series, um, where I give quick snippets into some of the things I consider Oogla Boogla. Uh, And if you don't know what Oogla Boogla is, it's almost the same. It's basically an onomatopoeia of how I think about some of these things. Oogla Boogla is just like basically any technical analysis where I feel a lot of people put maybe sometimes <laughs> too much emphasis in and then end up getting got. Now, this doesn't mean that I don't believe in any of this oogla Boogla. For example, today's episode oogla Boogla uh Volume, we're gonna be talking about volume and how it can help you predict, you know, price strength and how it relates to how I trade and all this good stuff. Uh the aim of this Oogla Boogla series is also to make the episodes a bit shorter, um, just so, you know, just testing things out um before i've had a very laid-back approach to uh, recording these podcast episodes which i do thoroughly enjoy but they do end up taking a long time to record i mean some people might say like oh junie uh, you know like 40 minutes is a really long time for a podcast that's great for the people that um have long commutes that that's like probably my main demographic when it comes to actual people that listen to the whole episode or like work on a airplane landing strip. Um, But you know, for the people that just want to like cram through all the podcasts, this is like just the other spectrum. This is me going on the shorter end, seeing how this plays out. And again, if people come out and storm on the podcast or on my email saying, "Junie, we want the 40-minute episodes," then you'll get the 40-minute episodes. If Junie, if <laughs> Junie, if I get emails saying, "Oh, Junie, you know this last episode was super awesome. We love how we keep it short," then you know things will get shorter. Um, right now, I'm just testing the waters with different things, and this is just one of those things. So let's get into it. All right, here we go. So technical analysis. Technical analysis is pretty cool. This is like how you look at a chart. You come with your own like metrics and then make a prediction on those metrics and hopefully you profit. Um, There are many, many metrics to look at. And I mean, there's probably a finite amount, but sometimes it does feel like infinite when you do look up other people's strategies of how they talk about them. And people will look at the same metric and have a different thesis on it. For example, some people can think like, um it's some price hitting the 50 exponential moving average is, um, you know, a bullish case where other people might think in accordance to their entire system that uh, a stock hitting the 50 EMA or exponential exponential moving average is uh, bearish, right, because they feel like it has way more room to go down so this is just me giving a little bit insight into one of the oogla booglas or one of the (laughs) it's just so funny you say uh it's just one of the you know ways i talk about it and today's topic is volume volume in, in in simple terms is just the amount of stocks traded in that given period of time so like there's such things as one minute volume like how many shares of this stock was traded in one minute or volume for a day, daily volume, right? Or how many tr- shares were traded this week with weekly volume, annual volume. It just depends on the time interval and time you're looking at the chart. And something to that always has helped me understand how volume affects price is that it, it gives you more confidence. Uh, I wouldn't say there's like a direct correlation to volume going up and the price going up but you also have to think about what happens if the price goes up more people are buying in and then volume trickles like as the share price say exempt for the famous example of apple trading at $100 apple starts trending upwards say people 100 people bought apple today for 100 uh 120 more people Uh, bought Apple for you know 110 tomorrow and then you just kept on seeing that linear progression of Apple going up and Apple's volume going up more people buying it as Apple approaches 200 you know there's a lot of people that start saying ah you know what I don't think Apple's gonna hit 200 so I'm gonna wait and you get a lot of those people starting to wait because two hundred is a scary number. Any of the round one hundreds is a scary number. Depending on your stock's market cap, sometimes the the tens are a scary number. Like you know when AMD hit forty dollars for the first time, everybody was like, "Oh no, it's gonna for sure go down." Volume, as you approach that scary number or that nice round number, tends to trickle off because less and pe- less people believe that the stock will break that point. Now, there's many ways you could look at this. If price starts to trickle, or sorry, if volume starts to trickle near the nice round price or the nice scary price, there's less confidence there, right? There's less people buying and selling, so your shares are technically less liquid. So there can be some sort of like rejection at that nice round number. Let's go back to... um, the apple example as apple approaches 200 when apple is at 198 199 there are fewer people wanting to buy at 198 199 than there are people that that traded at like 100 110 120 130 that that's where the early fomo begins and that's where maybe rsi is at like a normal point and like you know maybe like 40 45 well but we'll get into rsi later if you don't know what rsi is just disregard the last 10 seconds so as there is more volume you can say that there's more confidence at that price because there's just more people buying or there's just more um, money going into it because you never know if it's just one giant whale buying everything right you just never really know and that's some of that's some other oogla boogla too but we won't get into that we'll just assume that everyone plays fair everyone puts in the same amount of money and so as volume goes up and price goes up that is very very strong because that's a lot of people buying as the price goes up, meaning more and more people have confidence um, as the price goes up. Of course you're gonna have confidence if you buy in and then it starts going up. Um, You're gonna hold on to that more than likely, right? Um, It makes you feel good as someone that gets in early that other people are getting in. So that's where the volume part comes in. So that gives you confidence being in earlier than the next person or the next day um, and volume just continue to rise so that's great now there's the flip side too so let's say for example that like Apple's trading at 100 and uh, US China tariff news comes out again and everyone gets shaky if Apple starts dipping say Apple goes to 98 97 you know two or three uh, percent and you see volume you know just just a normal mile volume maybe um, We'll, we'll just say like 100 people, 100 people or 100 shares just to keep it like super dead set simple. Um, if you start seeing volume rise as the price falls, what does that tell you, right? Like just play this little game in the car right now, right? You're driving or you're directing planes. I don't know what you're doing, but just play this game. What does it tell you if volume increases as the price goes down? People are getting scared. More and more people are getting scared. Now you're saying, but Junie, doesn't volume mean people buying? Well, it takes two people to trade. One person sells and one person buys. And the price is the defining factor of, hey, are people selling more or people buying more? So as the price is going down and more people are uh, selling, you see that volume bar start to go up, that's usually not a good sign for the stock right? It might be a good sign for your puts if you bought puts, but it's not a good sign for your stock. Um, but that will, you know, help you, uh, just get a, just get one more layer of knowledge. And that's what oogla boogla all is, right? It's like, it's combining all these technical analysis metrics and conforming your own, um, uh, thesis on a particular stock based on all these data points. Volume alone, will not tell you if the price will go down or up the next day in fact nothing will tell you that now there's a whole plethora of things that you can combine to help you make an educated guess and that's where technical analysis really shines and that's what it is but a lot of people especially when they're newer traders put way too much emphasis on one of these oogla boogla things and they run with it because they don't have that person telling you like hey you know uh, you should look at the stock fundamentals first, believe that you know you're gonna stay in the stock because of XYZ reasons, so that in case if your oogla boogla for that particular week is wrong, you don't have a hard time holding it. Right? And so it, it takes a lot of you know other Oogla Boogla that I have to help me with my positions. For example, I really like NVIDIA, you know, I really like Home Depot, I really like Boeing, I really like Arc F. All for my own reasons. Arc F is a smaller position of mine. I know that Kathy Wood is buying into like a lot of the growth stocks, and so it's a smaller position because it's a very growth-oriented position for me. So I keep that small. Boeing, I think it's a really good recovery play, and so that helps me, you know, not have any FOMO when it comes to jumping into any new stocks. When you know, all it has, all we have to do is return to normal, and then Boeing will pay off for me. That's my thesis, right? That's not your thesis; it's mine. For NVIDIA, you know, it's really hard getting a graphics card right now and um their their free cash flow is good they have the biggest r d budget and i feel like they could maintain the lead and they help help ai and all this good stuff the see this is me having all of the all of these reasons for why i like the stock now you can very much just like take what i said in those like 30 seconds and say oh you know what i like i like Boeing too now i like nvidia too now but what's going to happen if they start going down right unless if you fundamentally like the stock for your own reasons you're going to sell before i do and then that's just why i want to also say about volume and all this stuff you might start seeing volume pick up as the stock goes down but if you sell too early you know you're there's a good chance that the stock will rebound because you know you always like the tweet or you always upvote the comment on reddit that says stonks only go up but do you if you fundamentally believe that you wouldn't sell any of your stock So I'm teaching you volume Oogla Boogla today, just so you're knowledgeable of it. Maybe you can incorporate it in your system, but definitely not for you to formulate an entire thesis on stock because of volume. And that's, this is going to be the same for RSI. This is going to be the same for, you know, EMA, all of these things that I'll be teaching in the Oogla Boogla series. So That's about it for today. I want to keep it really short. I know that some of you are disappointed that this is super short, but again, this is just a test run. I always love feedback. You can send that feedback to junie at datagang.com. And I appreciate literally everybody that's been listening, especially the ones that have been listening since the beginning. Like, We have come a really long way. I've come a long way. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. And I'm just super thankful for the community that I've grown. Um, And yeah, I'll go and see everybody in the outro. If you have to take off, that's cool. Have an amazing week. Bye. Okay, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theatre Gang at twitchtv slash Real Gang, uh where I stream on Twitch. Wait, did I just <laughs> did I just say that twice? You can <laughs> you can follow me there, and where, where I stream 6 p.m. Pacific Time on Tuesdays. Uh, and then follow me on Twitter at Real Theta gang you can email me at Judy at ThetaGang.com and ThetaGang is proudly partnered with Tasteworks and signing up with a ThetaGang referral code is a huge help that's ThetaGang one word all caps uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my patrons here um, let me see here yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay okay just clicking through Flicking through. All right, quick shout out to Just Justwin, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Miko. Steve Ounce can't make money IRL. PFM, DJ Mac eighty six, Patro Boop, uh, Mitch eighty seven, Avrilian, Greg Thomas. I just burped. <laughs> GJ Wilson McFly statistically random Tom Homan Mr Theta Drevy Rob PDX40 Island Bell Wheaton Soups Mojo Na Chers Mount Man 1856 Chai Vonis NM M Hayden Lil, Little Mr Sneezy Mendo Dum Dum Grandpa 95 Leo Jetson Johnny Wolf, Johnny Five Fancy Wolf b Bisu Engine Nate The River Just Send It Murph Q Wilcott Norfist Beery Bat Trader Chicken Dinner Howard T Duck Ober Slava Litvin Maker Ivan Yurkanov Red, Green, Blue, salt Saltwater, Cure, lord Scarlet, Tore, Laser, Service, Jester, Creamy, Crispy, Cream Boy, G- R- Hermes, Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, ag, and Nsys88. Wow. I fumbled a lot of names because I was just like battling the burps the entire time. Uh, I actually don't have Diet Coke with me right now. I have Coffee and Blueberries, which is like my favorite way to get the day started. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. So I'm up and at my parents place um in Monterey uh going to be visiting for a you know undetermined amount of time just you know just keeping an eye on my mom and stuff um and that's it uh i hope everyone enjoyed uh the shorter episode today um you know it is it is a bit different i do feel a little bit different um just doing straight educational content but i think today was a I think today was a, a, a good one. I think I got the message across of, you know, making sure you don't just learn about one metric and then, like, go all in on calls when you see volume start to rise, right? Like, that's, like, the last thing I want you to do. Um, but slowly but surely, and I think, honestly, also keep... Like, having it in the title, Oogla Boogla, is going to be helpful, too, um, because I'll be caught dead before I start teaching things that I don't know about or teaching things that i don't you know fully believe in um but volume is one of those indicators that's just nice to know and just as a as a pro tip and as this is also just inspired another episode is like i think everyone that listens to this podcast is good enough uh, to not be looking at simple spark lines anymore or just like line graphs of stock you should absolutely be looking at candlesticks and volume with those uh, to see, you know, how exactly a price is moving. And uh, yeah, a line graph—it's it's really simple. It's really nice, but you do get to a certain point where you start need to look, be looking at volume with candlesticks. But um, yeah, I'm just a really big proponent on making sure you're good on your fundamentals first. Like uh, all your DD on a stock or due diligence on a stock will not matter if. You don't hold it during the rough times, right? What good is all that due diligence if you sell out at the first red dip that you see because you're just not used to losing money, right? Like you, this is your first trade maybe, uh, and you start losing. No amount of DD will protect you from the you know that feeling that you get from first losing a trade. It feels bad. You feel like, oh, maybe I'm not good at this. But if you come up with your system, account for max loss, everything will be okay. I promise. Um, but... It's hard to communicate that sometimes in a right way. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Sunday. I hope you guys and girls do too. And I'll see everybody on the stream on Tuesday. I love you guys and girls and see you next time.